is up, Boston Baddies? Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. I cannot believe we are in a new year. This is so exciting. Happy New Year, baddies. Happy New Year. We miss you so much. We miss you. And for those of you that are new here, I'm Shannon. And I'm Abby or Gail, whatever you want to call me. Abby Gail. Or Abigail, yeah. Would you consider going by Abigail? It's a cute no. name. It's a cute name. It really is. Thank you, but Thank I, you. I don't, I don't seem no. I you think don't see yourself. Abigail like wakes up at six a.m., drinks her oh. matcha, face guasha. Oh, so she's like a clean girl. So, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> okay, so you know what I'm trying to figure out? What's the difference between the clean girl and the cool girl? Like, I need Ooh. to know. Like, what's the difference in aesthetics? Because I feel like for so long Can I was be confusing both? them. I feel like you could. I guess so. Maybe the cool girl. I want to like, be cool girl. Yeah. Like, I think, I feel like the clean girl I was liking for a little while. And then I realized that it's just, it. I don't know if it's me. So maybe I could, maybe I can master the cool girl. I just, you know what it is? Clean. I'm not consistent enough to be the clean girl. And I'm that's just not me, me like trying to be negative. That's just me stating like facts. Like I'll go, I'll have a week where I wake up at 6 a.m. And drink my masha and gouache on my face. And then the next week, I'll be like, you know, sleeping until the last possible second, not washing my hair for five days. That's the beauty of life. You could be whatever you want. Just kidding. I don't wash my hair for five days every single week. You know what's sad? (laughs) Like Michael, like I'll be like, I have to wash my hair tonight. And he's like, oh, wow. Like he's he's well aware. Oh, he's he's he knows the schedule. Like it's one. He's a week. like, oh, so it's gonna be like a long shower because you have to wash your hair. And it's <laughs> How like, long are your hair washing showers? Like forty minutes. Forty. Okay, maybe like thirty. Okay, but there are a while. Thirty. Yeah. There are a while because well, obviously we both have a lot of hair. Yeah. But I also like you know how I am like I, I brush my teeth for fifteen minutes. Yeah. I get do, so paranoid of like missing one spot. So when I like shampoo, I like I feel like I like, section my hair out, and it's you probably because poop, right? yeah. Do you and triple poop? I sometimes triple Oh, poop. I do double. Sometimes maybe if I have like a shitty oh, yeah, shampoo. Yeah, a shitty first poop. <laughs> yeah, or like a shitty shampoo. Like if, yeah. it's like if it's not good quality, oh. maybe I'll do it three times or something. But I feel like because I only do it once every like five days, yeah. twice a week if I'm lucky, I want to be that much more thorough with it. Versus girls who wash their hair every single day. Maybe if they miss a spot, it's like, eh, like we'll get it tomorrow. You know? I was just thinking, I washed my hair on Sunday. Today is now Wednesday when we're recording. So I'm due. Don't look at the top of my head. No, it's it's really not bad. It's so funny, though, because I remember when I was in college, I was living with, like, three of my best friends. And um, one of my friend's boyfriends was like, I've never heard the words body shower so many times <laughs> in my life that when I visit you guys, because it's always like... Well, you know, we'd be sitting there and be like, all right, like we're going to go to the bar. All right, I think I'm going to body shower. Like I might body shower too. He's like, why body shower? I'm like, because we're not washing our hair. Like that is girls' way of signaling that it's going to be 10 to 15 minutes. Like it's not going to be 30. Your body showers are t- Okay, thank you because Mr. Man feels like a body shower should be five minutes. And no. I'm like, who? Men are gross. What? I no. just, no. No, 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 no. Like I need, like I, there's also, I need some time to just physically stand there. And just, be, and just be okay. silent and just take it. Like sometimes when I'm in the shower, like I like to stand there and just be warm and just be like, wow, this is nice. Like this is a, a moment of relaxation in my day. Like I, I need that. I'm so glad we're talking about this because I saw a TikTok the other day. There's a whole debate on my For You page on whether or not you shower facing the water or oh, away. Oh, wow. And apparently okay. there's a right answer. What do you do? I do both. Okay, but majority of the time. I I think I face. 
I you face the water. Yeah. Majority of the time. Yeah. Oh, I'm the opposite. You're the opposite. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, because I don't wash my hair every day, I don't want it to get wet. So I don't. Do you shower cap it? Not the, like a towel. Like one of those like, you know, those like towels that's for your hair. Yeah. That like buttons. You I put I, that in on the shower, in the shower? Yeah. Oh, maybe I should start doing that. I feel like that's way better than the shower caps I use. Yeah, I, the shower caps freak me out. Like the plastic, it's like sweaty. It's just too much. I feel like You're the ones wrong. I have, I got them off Amazon. They're just like towels, but they're like for your hair and they like snap on the back. <gasps> so then they're little and they just like perfectly cover your hair. It's not like the big, like you bring in like your huge ass shower and it's like dripping all <laughs> the way down your back. Like I don't use those, but I feel huh. like if I was to stand away from the shower, it would get my hair wet. So I face it, but I like not, it doesn't hit my face the whole time. Like it hits my, like my neck. Yeah. And then I feel like that keeps me warm and it's nice. Huh. I don't know. I, th- you're right though. It probably also someone said, do you get, well, my shower has like a glass door, but before my shower had curtains and they were yeah. like, do you get in the side that's like closest to the water water, or the, away from it? Away. I used to get in closest to the water. Oh. People were like, what is wrong with you? I was like, that's a good point. That's actually incorrect. But I don't, I've always done that. Wait, so funny. When we were in Montreal, um, our shower I don't know if yours had a detachable shower head yeah okay so there was one night when I came we came home and you know I shower morning noon and night I shower twice yeah a night, okay so we know Abby that. goes to the bar and she comes back it could be two in the morning it doesn't matter it, it could be anytime and she will shower before she gets yeah. in the bed because you can't have outdoor clothes in the bed or outside room. germs yeah or outside germs and Mr. Man is well trained and he does the same thing and so we get back and literally I'm still wearing my dress like and I open the shower door. I turn the shower on. The the detachable one, yeah, is facing oh, soaking wet. Soaking wet. Soaking that wet is the worst. Champagne problems. I so was like, you are more never- Abigail clean girl than you think that you are because like. I'm still huh. proud of myself that I take my makeup off at night after I go I out. Know. You know, like I had never those mind days, showering. Though. If I go back from the bar, the club, New Year's Eve, it's three a.m. You will. You could, like, there are millions of things I'd be doing except for showering before I went to bed. No, I have a serious problem. Like, I I, I need, respect it. I need help. I, I really <laughs> do respect it. Speaking of our Montreal trip, that was so much fun. Wait, can we back up? I don't yeah. even think I asked you, like, how was your Christmas? Oh, we never even talked about it. I feel like, no. Like, we, we were together for the past, like, five days. We yeah. Never, because I feel like we were just so excited to be there. It was yeah. so good. Um, the combined Christmases. Oh, my God. It was your first year yeah. with it was your fiancé. My fiancé. <laughs> you know why I'm, like, happy we have this podcast? Well, I'm happy we have this podcast for a lot of reasons. What's but one I reason? feel like when you're with, like, even though we see each other all the time as friends, I feel like when you're hanging out with your friends, you could be talking about, like, random stuff or just doing activities or whatever. Yeah. I feel like this is time we have set aside to literally like get updated on everything. Like and we'll up. talk yeah. about things that we wouldn't talk about if we were just outside, out outside with like our friends. Well, there's just so much so to fun. talk about. There's just so much. How um, was it? No, it was so good. It was like, it was a lot of driving, but yeah. so worth it. And I feel like it was perfect because I feel like some families are Christmas Eve people and some families are Christmas Day people. And I'm very, very, very thankful that my family's always been like a Christmas Eve family. Not that Christmas Day isn't lovely, like it is, but definitely like the big day where like, you know, family comes over and we do like, you know, the Christmas ham and like the desserts and everything is on Christmas Eve. And it's so cozy. And I love nothing more than waking up in the morning like with my family for Christmas Day. And it's such a special time. But then we don't do like a huge Christmas like night 
celebration. So it kind of worked out well because Michael came to my um, parents' house Christmas Eve. He stayed till like 9 or 10 p.m. And then he drove all the way back to his parents' house. He'd wake up there on Christmas Day, which was super cute. And then I got to wake up with my family Christmas Day. Like we did presents. We like chilled a little bit. And then I went to his family's at like 2 p.m. and did Christmas there. So it just worked out so well. That's perfect. Um, so yeah, it was. I love a, when it works out. It was a really good time. Thankful. Um, I feel like it was very, very relaxing. It was just like so good to see everyone. So did you was, get any shoes for Christmas this year? I did. Oh shit! From who? <laughs> Wait, what? I'm so confused. <laughs> no, just answer the question. Because I wanted to talk about this, but I didn't expect you to say yes. Who'd you get shoes from? My parents. Okay, good. Wait, what? So there's a, okay, so there's a shoe theory that was going. My mom threw my shoes away in London because they were trashed. Like What shoes? Like high heels or sneakers? Like sneakers. Like I had running shoes. So they bought you new shoes. And she literally was like, shit, and these are so, like, you cannot go around. Like, she's like, you're wearing a really cute outfit and then your shoes are actually trashed. Like it was, (laughs) like, I'm pretty sure I played paintball on them and then like rolled around in the mud, like went hiking. I don't know. She was like, these need to be gone. Threw them away. And then she got me like a pair of sneakers for Christmas. Wait, what's the shoe? <laughs> the shoe theory is that you're in the clear, so don't worry. Okay. Um, but there's a theory going around TikTok saying like if your significant other like gifts you shoes, like you guys are gonna break up. Oh my gosh. I don't know the rhyme or reason, but I'm just saying I gifted my ex shoes and we are no longer together. So. Okay, but like if you've been with someone for how many years, eventually shoes is gonna get brought up. It's on my like no can do list at now. No point in time can you ever get your significant other shoes, even if you've been married for twenty years with kids. I mean, are you and really a hubby risk needs, it? Yeah, I'm not gonna risk it now. <laughs> but like, wait, is it just Christmas or could it like what about a birthday? Oh, I don't know. I should look into that. You know what I mean? Like, what if it's yeah. his birthday? What if he really needs a pair of, you know, clogs? <laughs> clogs. So if I get my pair of Birkenstocks or a pair of, um, what are those ugly ones? They, the, Crocs? The Crocs. If I get him those, like, we're done. That's I it. mean. All over a pair of If Crocs. you want to gamble, like, go for it. But I'm just saying there's a shoot theory. I, I don't know. Don't oh. shoot the messenger. I just had to ask. How was your Christmas? Um, my Christmas was good. Um... My family's a Christmas Day family spending on Christmas. And then Mystery Man's is a Christmas Eve. So it's always worked out perfect. But um, his sister just got, like, just bought a new house and had a couple spare bedrooms now. So it was fun. Like, his parents slept over his sister's house. And then we slept over his sister's house. So on Christmas Day, we woke up there. And um, he has a niece and a nephew that are young. So it was, like... 7.30 7.30 in the morning. Thank God it was 7.30. Oh. It was only 7.30. I was like expecting to be woken up at 6 a.m. Um, 7.30, they're like, Santa came. It was so fun and magical. It was like the first time in like, ugh, I don't know, 10, 15 years that it was like a truly magical oh. Christmas morning. Okay. I'm so glad you said that because one of my coworkers um, who listens to the podcast, Tyler, if you're listening, hi, thank you for listening. Um, thank you for being so here. He has children and we were talking about Christmas and he was like, you know, talking about how crazy it is. And like, we were just, we were talking about like hosting and having family over and it's like so fun, but it's so much. And he was like, but the feeling I felt when like my, you know, son came down the stairs Aww. and like saw the Christmas tree with the presents under it. He was like that, that makes That's it all everything. yeah it's everything yeah. and it's i was just thinking about it kids. and it's like i i truly like in my soul remember that feeling from being a kid and you come downstairs and you see the presents like and how magical that feels mm-hmm. and i do think that i mean obviously like you know 
as you get older, I'm very thankful that it's no longer about toys because when you're like five, that's all you care about. And now yeah. I'm just like so much more appreciative for like, you know, having, you know, loved ones to spend it with and like, you know, whatever it is I like. But there is a part of me that I'm like, wow, that would be a fun thing about being a parent is oh, like yeah. having young children who get so excited. And I feel like that would make it so much more magical. Yeah. Do you remember if anyone has young kids listening, turn this off. Do you remember the day you stopped believing in Santa? I hope no young kids are listening. Like, that'd be <laughs> <so>. <laughs> hey, um, I have I had to put it out there for what I'm about to say. Okay, so you? it's a weird, hot topic in my family because my mom don't tell me they're still believers. <laughs> yeah, my my parents still believe in Santa. Um, my mom never wanted to lie to us. Oh, um, like she was like in her core. I mean. I, I can see both sides, right? And like she says this now too. She was like, I can totally see both sides. But when she had me, she was just like, I don't know. I just feel so weird about one of the first major things I tell my child for it to be a lie. Like it just, that just feels weird to me. And my dad was like, yeah, no, like I totally get that. He's like, but like, come on, we have to do it. Like it's fun, right? Like we have to All do the kids it. kids at school. Yeah, and it's also yeah. like, I don't know. Like you said like the feeling of like seeing your kid and how excited excited they get about Santa. And my mom's like, yeah, but what if, what, what happens when they find out? Like, are they going to not trust me? Not anymore. trust us. Yeah. yeah and that kind of sucks. So it's a valid fear. You don't know. And honestly, to her point, there are some kids out there who are scarred for life, who are like diehard Santa people, like diehard Santa children. Like, I feel like most of us were like, oh, he's not real, whatever. Some people get like very upset. So I get where she's coming from. When I was really young, I guess when I was like two, my mom, like we were like talking about Santa. My mom's like, hey, just so you know, like, you know, Santa isn't like fully like real, like you know, there's like Santa's more of a an idea of like, you know, Christmas spirit or like she said something like that. But I was like one years old. I don't remember it. <laughs> and I guess my dad was like, oh, no, like we can't we can't do that. We can't tell her Santa isn't real. We have to make it fun. And my mom was like, OK, you're right. And they were like, never mind. He's real. I swear. Even Wait, they was, took it back. They, like you can't like, take these backsies. I'm like, obviously was so young. So I'm like trying to remember exactly how it went down. I mean, you're I need one. my mom to tell the story. But my mom said something about Santa not being real when I was like very, like young enough to comprehend it. Like something like, oh, I'm going to tell her that Santa's not real. And I was there, but I was like one years old. Something like that. And then my parents talked about it and they both decided, no, 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 no. Like, let's do it. Let's make it fun for her. And they were like, yeah, like Santa's real. So maybe I was just there for the conversation, but I was one. So they didn't think I could hear it. I swear that like- You remember? Somehow deep, deep on like a very deep level, like I remembered that even though I wasn't wow. conscious enough to remember it. Now, like there was a time when my dad dressed up as Santa when I was like eight years old and was like walking down the neighborhood. I got so excited. So I think part of me believed it. But every Christmas Eve, I would- be like, I'm not going to bed tonight and I'm going to disprove Santa's existence. Like, I was very, like, gung-ho about proving that he didn't exist, um, which, like, obviously. Aww. So by the time my mom told me, like, I was, like, kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I kind of figured. Like, yeah. I figured it out in a sense. And I don't really know if it was, like, my – I went to an international school, so I had friends who were, like, from all over the world. And, like, maybe one of them told me. I don't really remember. But I remember, like, not being that shocked and not really caring when I found out. Um, but you never know how they're going to react. How about you? I don't remember. You don't. Okay. Like a lot in my childhood. No, I'm right. <laughs> but um, I I bring this up because Haley Bieber was under. I, we've been gone for so long. This is old news. But Haley Bieber was under fire for basically like talking about her experience when she um, found out Santa wasn't real. Like and it was on her. So she has like this YouTube channel where she does like segment right. segments in her bathroom and she had a guest on and they were talking about it. And she posted a clip from that YouTube video on her Instagram, either story, Instagram story or Instagram like feed. I'm not sure. 
And I did see the clip, but I didn't see it on the Instagram page. Um, and everyone was like, whoa, like no trigger warning. Like I have kids that like, like, and everyone was like, how are you going to like put that clip on with no warning? Like, cause oh like gosh. she has how many followers? Like probably a hundred million. Like there are definitely moms with like young children in the room that probably could have Okay, heard it. So maybe, th- so they're upset about them watching it and their young children child being next to them yeah okay i thought you meant like i was like i'm sorry but if your kid's old enough to have instagram and follow <laughs> Haley bieber and they still believe in santa like that's that's on you like, <laughs> yeah that's all um but okay they were they were nervous about themselves yeah i just think like people need to just grow up and not blame everything on other people like this girl can literally anything Do she does right. yeah. is getting attacked like i'm sorry like santa is doesn't exist and if your kids are listening to this podcast i don't know what to tell you that's not really my problem like don't have your kids listen to adult podcasts it is that's what true. it is that's true um okay so wait our, our trip wait what? no 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 before okay. we move on from christmas i have to talk about one I of my how, favorite like, we're doing our like christmas episode like three weeks after christmas but we like didn't do a christmas episode <laughs> I, I, we, that's how we roll here i before. have to talk about my favorite christmas Gift. I guess it's a Christmas recap. That's okay. It's a Christmas, yeah. It's yes. a Christmas recap. Um, so um one of the gifts that Mercy Man got me was a book. Not yeah. like me. You know, I'm yeah. not a big reader, but this book, you know, I didn't even know I wanted it or needed it. It was Dave Portnoy's if no, oh my god, I'm forgetting the name. Dave Portnoy wrote a book and it's called Sharks, Sharks Have Feelings, Have Feelings too. too. Yeah. Yes. I open it. I I don't get surprised very often. And also, like, I'm a snooper. Like, I usually do snoop for Christmas presents, but I didn't this year. I don't know why. And so I I opened the present, and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is awesome. And so, like, right then and there, we I read the book out loud to Missy Ryan. I tell him a little bedtime story talking about sharks that have feelings. And so I take a picture, and I'm like, OMG, like, best Christmas present ever. I post it to my story, obviously, tag Dave Portnoy, and he reposted me. Wow. And it was the best Christmas gift of all. Not the book, but the repost. Okay, the repost was the so best. So shout out, Mr. Man. I did DM Dave after the fact, and I said, please sign my book, and he left me on red. So Yeah. You, you can't have it all. You can't? I will. Mark my words. I will get that book signed. Yeah, I mean, he. you could go to like a book signing. I'm sure he does those, right? No, the next time he's in the Boston area, I will go to where he is. I will go and I will bring my book with a Sharpie and he will sign it. He said persistency is key. He did a pizza review like world tour when he was in Boston like a couple weeks ago. And he said like this one pizza shop owner like wouldn't stop DMing him and it worked. Oh. Like, he finally went. So I just the pizza? Yeah, he did. I forget what he rated it, but he did like it. So I, I don't know. I take it as, you know, just never give up. You want something, go after it. So what is it that you want at this point? Your the book signature. Signed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if I get it signed, that means I, I meet Dave. You mean so. that you met him. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I think that's fair. Thank you. Okay. We can move on to Montreal New Year's now. Yeah. I suppose. I think that it was such a fun time. I'm very, very thankful. I think that – so <sighs> – we went to New Year's, or sorry, we went to New Year's. We went to Montreal for New Year's. Group we were of there 12. for like, I don't know if it was like four to five days total. Four nights, five days. And it was a group of 12. I think that 12 is like the perfect number of a lot of people without it being like too much. This is too much because like all week or weekend, I mean, it's definitely like harder to get a reservation. It's harder to, 
you know, go into like a, you know, speakeasy or whatever than it is to go when you're with four people, but it's still doable. Like realistically, you get two tables of six. And like we did even make reservations super last minute for this place, which ended up being low key, so dope and so good um, for 12 people. I feel like when we do like Miami and there's like 25 of us, it is just like, you can't even, don't get me wrong. That's so fun. And obviously when you go to like a pool party, it doesn't really matter. But I think when there's that many people, like you're not talking to so many people for, it feels like majority of the trip sometimes. If you're not sitting at the same end of the table, you're not talking to them. Right. Everyone's not on the same page. It's hard to coordinate. It's hard to like find something that everyone's going to enjoy. I feel like with 12, we were able to, for the most part, do things that everyone enjoyed doing, which made me happy. I love how unrelatable this is. Like, I feel like our friend group is the only one that goes on like 25 friend friend trips. I don't trips. think so. I feel really? like a lot of people that go on like huge trips with tons of people. Really? Yeah. Or even like if you're going on like a bachelorette party. Like I know people who do bachelor parties and they have like 30 people. And I'm like, would I want to do that? You know what I mean? Uh, or is that is that too many people? I just like it is. Maybe it's just a me thing. It is interesting, though. I just think, like, the idea of... I also think that regardless of how many people come, like, you have to kind of figure out who you travel well with because everyone gets so different. Like, there are people that I was friends with who get along so well as, like, you know, seeing each other whenever. And then when we travel, it was like we would drive each other insane. And yeah. We couldn't handle each other. No, that's that's very important. But I do recommend Montreal. It was definitely a funny choice um, for New Year's because – well, no, it wasn't a funny choice for New Year's because it was very, very fun. And, like, the party we went to was a blast. But it's funny to go in December when it's obviously cold. even colder so than cold. it is in Boston. It was freezing I out. don't know why we don't, like, pick somewhere warm for New Year's. I think we Just have this – once. Yeah. I don't know how we did it. I mean, I've been to Montreal multiple times in the months of, like, December and February, which is so the hilarious. Worst months, the yeah. worst months to go. But, like, it's always been kind of fun. But if you've never been before – I would recommend going in the summer because it's beautiful. It gets really warm there. The city is like, if you go on either St. Laurent or Crescent Street, the bars are like absolutely popping. And St. Catherine, right? Yeah, St. Laurent. St. Laurent, St. Catherine. St. Laurent and Crescent are like the party streets. And then St. Catherine's like the nice shopping. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's like such a fun city. And when it's a little warmer, it's it's walkable yeah. too. I do think that you can get everything done in three nights. Like if you don't want to stay for four nights, five days. Yeah. I think, um, I definitely think you could see everything you want to see. Totally. And even two nights, three days or three nights, four days. I think, I think it's doable to, um, cause we didn't really do any sightseeing. No, which I that's was kind of bummed about. I wish we did was sightseeing. I, I wish we did the Cirque du Soleil on ice. I know. There's always the like Ferris the hindsight. Wheel. Yeah, the, the Ferris wheel. There's always like the hindsight that comes with it. I think that if you were someone that did all the, well, I did all the touristy things when I went on my sixth grade trip. But <laughs> if you did all that, it definitely would have added more time. But I do think that Montreal is kind of like a Nashville in a sense where by like the third or fourth day, you're like, okay, this was super fun. It was a great time. I feel like I've seen the city. I could stay longer and enjoy myself, but I could leave and feel like I did everything I needed right. to do versus like London. I was there for like five or six days and we left and we didn't even see like the Half Tower of Bridge. We didn't go to so many different areas yeah. and we were like, oh, like I wish we did this. I wish we did that. Yeah. So yeah. And it's also nice going to Canada that the US dollar is stronger. So everything's basically free in Canada. I know. We were like, <laughs> we were like, well, it's cat. It's like realistically still expensive. No, but, yeah. Oh, one place I change. recommend or um was that place Marcus. 
Yeah. We didn't get to have dinner there, but we did go for drinks. And so pretty. a lot of people were DMing me being like, wait, like, did it end up being really good? Because I think people like knew about Was it. Was it famous? I don't, I don't know. I think so. Or there's another location, I think, but... If you're wondering, it was so good. The vibes were really good. It was, like, dimly lit. The food looked amazing. There was a, like, caviar cart that went around that I think some of the boys had. But the drinks were great, so I would highly recommend going there. Yeah, I want to go back just to go to that restaurant for dinner. 100%. I'm trying to think. What was your highlight of the trip? I don't know. It's just, like, obviously when you think about a trip, it's, like, you know, the highlights are obviously, like, I loved New Year's Eve night. Like, I loved getting ready with the girls. And it's, like, we all got, like, this bottle of champagne from the hotel lobby. We were, like, in the room, and there was, like, this huge bathroom, like, in our uh, friend's hotel. And it was, like, we kicked the guys out. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, four or five of us girls, like, blasting music, getting ready. It was Great Gatsby themed. So we were, like, putting, like, our gowns on, putting all, like, the fun Daisy Buchanan like headgear on and like doing our makeup and making it fun and glittery and like we were just like singing and I love the I honestly feel like the getting ready process it's is more like, half the fun <laughs> and then like even like going to the steakhouse after and to the party after like that night was really really fun for me yeah. but then it's like even the little things like I don't know like you said like Arlene like the little like memories <laughs> you make with people I feel like on trips that you don't expect yeah. often end up being the most fun parts so very thankful hot take i think i like canadian bagels more than new york bagels oh they're like thinner and crispier yeah like when i eat a canadian bagel i feel not gross after yeah like they're not as like not dense, as dense. Like, yeah but they're still so good i know oh uh, yeah the food oh the, the poutine 10 out of 10 oh, i really did i, I enjoyed poutine. basically all the food that i had so that is definitely something but yeah it was so much fun and i know whatever like i feel like it was really – it was nice being able to do something, like, super, like, fun and, like, with a bunch of planning behind it. But I truly do maintain that even if – like, I've had some New Year's Eves that were spent on the couch with, like, two or three of my friends. And I really just believe it's, like, quality over quantity. Like, you want to make sure you're spending it with people that you're, like, I want to go into the New Year with this person. So, yeah, I feel like that is the most important part, like, regardless of what you're doing. The people you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Oh, yes. All right. Let's dive into drunk deeds. Okay. Well, can't move on from Christmas just yet because Miss Taylor Swift got a Christmas present this year. And that present happened to be a ring, which everyone obviously automatically assumed that it was from her boyfriend, Travis. Right. You know, Demois was posting about it. All the gossip pages were posting about it. We were we were in Canada, so we didn't post about it. No. But had we have seen it, we also made, might have assumed that it was from Travis. Right. But her best friend, who is Miles Teller. If you guys don't know who Miles Teller is. Wait, Taylor Swift's best friend is Miles Teller. No. Is his wife, is what I was oh, going to say. Oh, okay. I was like, I feel like I would have known that. Like, <laughs> no. Because I feel like, because his wife, has, her name is Kaylee. It's K E L E I G H. Oh, um, yes. Kaylee Teller. Oh, I've seen her. Like, she's, she's she really is cute. stunning. Yeah. I follow she's her on beautiful. Instagram. I'm obsessed with yeah. the, the entire couple. I love them. Um, she was actually the one to gift the ring to Taylor it was like this really huge pretty the center stone was a huge opal and then around it was like 
like a, I think it was like a blue green, maybe it was aquamarine stones. I I don't really know. Oh. It could have been diamonds for all I know, wow. but it was it was a really stunning ring. And um, Kaylee actually posted a photo of the ring and said, "Love this ring I had made for my friend. She's bejeweled." So to all the media outlets and Melissa at Dimois, here you go. Oh. And she posted this to her Instagram story. And after that, she also shared a video of giving Taylor the the ring and, like, Taylor's reaction to the ring. Um, so I just kind of – I love this from Kaylee. I think, you know, celebrities are fed up with gossip sites. Right. Specifically Demois because – I mean, she said her by name, Melissa. Like, everyone knows who Demois is. Like, if you Google, like, who is Demois? Like, her first and last name will pop up. Right. Like, it's not a secret. It's anymore. not a secret. Um, XOXO, Gossip Girl, not yeah. so much. Um, people are, I say people, celebrities are getting, you know, fed up with the fact that she literally will post anything and she'll say, like, this isn't 100% true. Like, I, I can't. I can't say for sure. So it's like, okay, then why post it? Like, is it worth the potential damage that you could do? Yeah. And so she's, she's firing back. To play a little devil's advocate though. Yeah. Was Taylor Swift the one that posted a picture of like her getting a ring? Like how did it first circulate? I think she was wearing it. I I don't think I, I highly, I do not see Taylor. I think it'd be very tacky of Taylor to be like, look at my new ring that I got for Christmas. Right. I feel like she was wearing the ring out on a maybe a girls' night out or a dinner. It was spotted on her finger. They're like, whoa, what is that on big her, new on ring? Her ring finger? Oh, I don't know what finger okay. it was on. No, that's that's fine. I, I don't think it's like anyone's fault, but I also think if it wasn't I, I get it. It makes sense. But I also feel like it's like you people are so obsessed with Taylor Swift right now. Like so obsessed. Like anything yeah. she does. Remember when, like, we all knew that Alex Cooper got engaged before she officially told us that she got engaged and she kept, like, ta- like posting photos where, like, you couldn't really fully see her ring finger. And, like, yeah. It's like people are going to speculate, like, because she's in this relationship with Travis, like, anything she does, people are going to speculate she's getting engaged. So if it right. wasn't Dumas, it would be her fans or it would be someone else speculating X, Y, Z. I mean, I do think that you're right. Like, there is something to be said about posting things that can't be verified or posting things that like could be damaging like I totally get that and I think it's cute that like the friend posted the photo of being like you know I'm proving you wrong like I do think that's cute but it's also one of those things where it's like all right come on like that's gonna happen then you post a picture of Taylor Swift or a picture of Taylor Swift gets posted with the ring on like regardless of if she posted it or someone else did people are gonna assume she's engaged because everyone wants her to be engaged so bad right now right for that narrative but I do think that's funny and cute yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I think I think Kaylee is just trying to be a good friend. I really do wonder though if she like asked Taylor for permission first or if she just did it and was like I'll ask for forgiveness, not permission. Like right. cuz I feel like Taylor's not the type to want drama and like obviously Kaylee doing this is just making it into something bigger. Right. Yeah, 100%. I do think that's I do think that's fun. Like every now and then, I feel like usually they don't respond to things, but every now and then to like clap back a little bit, I do think makes it a little entertaining. Um, okay, so this next one, not fully a drunk deep, but kind of a, a drunk deep because I follow, are you in like the NYC influencer like snark pages? Oh, I'm in all of them. You can get so lost in those. 
Mm-hmm. When you talk about like... It's my favorite reading time. I don't know. To me, it's more than Dumois. Like Dumois will post like, this person spotted at dinner. Like, I don't really care. Like the NYC like influencer snark pages. People like they dig deep. They know everything. There is nothing. They you come can hide. with receipts. It honestly makes me scared where I'm like, okay, th- th- it's terrifying. Like it's terrifying to know that there's people out there that can figure everything out and they're there and they will pick apart any little thing that's done. It makes me proud to be a girl sometimes. Cause I'm like, yes, FBI. It's, it, yeah, it's crazy. But sometimes and it's crazy. And it's just also like there's nothing new under the sun. Like what used to be the, you know, the tabloids. I mean, tabloids still exist. But what used to be the tabloids of like the Paris Hilton ge- generation are now, you know, the the Reddit pages and Twitter and Dumont and like all these other sources where people will talk about influencers and celebrities. But I'm, I don't even know if I'm a member. No, I'm not a member of the group. But randomly, I just get like notifications about it. And I really try not to read them all the time because I don't like to like just constantly fill my head with people gossiping and drama because I feel like that's just like not healthy. But what I do notice is that for some reason, I never hit turn notifications on, but I get notifications about the group every single day, multiple times a day. It's always about Danielle Bernstein. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my sister about this. So if you don't know who Danielle Bernstein is, she is a New York City-based girl, um, you know, turned influencer, turned um, like creator of We Were What or We Stole What, as they call it on NYC and Influencer Snark. I I mean, some people say that she's like a socialite and came for money. Other people say she didn't and she started this company like on her own. I don't really know. Obviously, I'm sure she's a problematic person to some degree. And she's just like, a you know, another influencer. But people hate this girl. Like, or maybe they don't hate her. Maybe, like, they're actually deep down fans. But people are obsessed with this girl. I've never seen so many posts. It goes way back, too. Every, yes. Like, several like years. From the beginning. Like, it's, like, always, like, anything she does gets hate. It's, like, she could literally put a picture in a bikini, gets hate. Puts a picture with herself in a, with a headband on, gets hate. People are honestly in this page being, like, can we stop posting about Danielle? Like, anything she does, it's, it's like, you guys are obsessed with her. I was talking to my sister about it because I was, like, okay, why do people hate? Like, I really actually don't know where did this even start. And she was like, honestly, like people, the main hate that she gets is that her brand rips off other designers, specifically like mm-hmm. local businesses, which I do think is wrong. But a lot of people's brands do that. Yep. And then the other thing is that she photoshops, but I'm like every influencer photoshops. So I actually can't get to like the root of what it is about this girl that people hate. And people hate influencers, but like they hate her more than any of the other ones yeah. combined. No, I, I've actually seen recently, like, in the New York influencer group, people say, like, people complain about how much people are complaining about her. And they're like, can she have her own snark page? Like, why are you... Like, you guys are flooding this snark page with just Daniel Bernstein yeah. all the time. So I, I do know it is excessive. Um, to be honest, I didn't really know who she was until probably 2023. So I, I can't say... Because I, I don't know. I, I don't know why people hate her so much. Obviously, I know, like, the surface level reasons about, like, the photoshopping and everything that you said yeah. about, like, her ripping off. Like, I, I heard, like, a jewelry brand. There was something with, like, some something in Macy's. She did a collab with, like, a while ago, and she ripped off some designer. I don't know. But I think people hate what they wish that they could be or were. Like, I think, right. you know— she is a good-looking girl. She's successful. I mean, 
maybe she I don't know if it's true if she does rip off other people but she's clearly doing something right if she has a successful business so people hate what they can't what they can't understand understand (laughs) yeah I mean no that I I agree with you it probably is just that I didn't know if there was something crazy that happened but I do feel like there are some people out there that it's like anything they do gets picked apart yeah it's insane I couldn't even imagine but like I said, not like a full drunk deed. Another drunk deed, though, and this one I do think is pretty wild. So Alex Bennett hard launched her new boyfriend. For those of you that don't know, she used to work at Barstool, had a pod, or she still has a podcast called Mean, mean Girl Pod. Mean Girls Pod, with yeah. Her friend Jordan. She no longer works for Barstool. She still does Mean Girl Pod, but she just launched her own media company called Just Media. And so that's what she's doing with her life. I like her. Okay. So she I listened to me and girl was a, I'm pretty sure like relatively regular girl from Oklahoma, went to college, ends up marrying billionaire. A billionaire. Like who's with dad, a B. With a B. Um, whose dad owns a football team. I don't remember which one it is. I want to say it's like in Texas. Yeah. I want to say, but stupid. I could be wrong. Sorry. Well, his anyways, his dad owns a football team. They are like multi-billionaires, and he is obviously like the heir to that so she marries him obviously goes gets into all this crazy money moves to new york and starts this podcast so gets like a very very big following um i don't remember how long they've been married for but they've been together for a while and then randomly this past year she was like posting him less everyone was like what is what's going on i forget his name what's his name uh graham graham yes um, she's like not posting him as much. Everyone's like, wait, why aren't they posting each other? Blah, blah, blah. Which like part of me kind of hates when it's like you don't post your boyfriend and people are like, what's going on? But I also, yeah. I get it when I guess you're famous. So she isn't posting him as much and people think something's going on. And then I think right around, was it, I want to say like early summer when she was like, we're kind of going through some stuff. Like we're working on some stuff. Um, you know, we're going through a difficult time. And then a few months later, they like announced that they're going to be getting a divorce. Um, and it wasn't that long ago, honestly, that they officially say that they're going to be getting divorced. Um, I think lifestyle changes. She, you know, was liking her life in New York. I think he might have wanted to move back to Oklahoma. They were just not aligned, not on the same page. She puts out a podcast episode kind of about it, alluding to what went wrong, but doesn't give a ton of detail about so, the why. I can tell you right now, I just looked it up. Um, the podcast released an episode called Alex's Relationship Status on November 6th. Okay. So that's when it was officially announced, but that she was getting a divorce or that she's dating someone else. That she was divorced. That she was currently in the process of getting divorced. But it had started way before then. Like when that episode came out, I listened to it and I was like, old news. Okay. I know that. We know that. Because I remember she said over the summer, she's like, we're going through a hard time. So yeah, you're right. Maybe it was, was that? I was saying like, I think she just like milked, because she basically, what she did was that after they left Barstool, which was, so they posted on October 16th, why we left Barstool Sports. And then the podcast before that, the episode was on 9-11. So there was like a month gap of them not releasing episodes. And I think that was, partly due to the fact that like she was going through a divorce and like obviously wasn't recording but their comeback to 
this new era of not being with Barstool and them being on their own was they did four live shows four nights in a row and each night of the week was a different topic one was like Jordan getting a new boyfriend one was Alex's divorce another was like what's next and like I forgot what the other one was right and so you okay, know that makes sense so yeah so this was going on for a while everyone's known that months. she was you know, going through a rocky time, probably getting a divorce, but she doesn't say it's happening until November. Mm-hmm. Then it's like she is okay. So she's officially announced that she's getting divorced. I'm pretty sure like a month later mentioned something about how she's like you know t- dating, going on she dates went on the first date, and then she does bring up like a guy that she's been seeing um, at some point. Like I think in at some point in December on one of her podcasts, like one of her episodes, she's like. You know, I've kind of been seeing I've been seeing someone. And I feel like she intentionally like mentioned that in a podcast so that when she hard launched this guy, people wouldn't be shocked. But she posts like a legit Instagram picture. I think it was like on Christmas. Oh yeah. They spent um and I'm not judging, but I'ma come with the tea. Um, they both so she didn't go home to Oklahoma for Christmas. She, like she spent, didn't see her family. She didn't see her family. She spent Christmas Eve, Christmas Day with this man in New York. Yes. Just the two of them. So, yeah, again, and I, I get it because like, we're not these people and we can't judge. We don't know anything about their situation. But I just thought it was a little wild because I was like, wow. So you've been like with someone for years. You guys are married. You announce officially like it's been happening for a while. And we know that celebrity you know, marriages are over way before we even know that they are. But officially you tell the world November, like early November, you're getting divorced. A month later, you mentioned you've been dating. And then the hard launch on Christmas with a new guy who you are spending the holidays with. um, I just think is like, I was like, dang. And honestly, it's not even so much that she's like seeing a new guy because she's entitled to like, you know, obviously date after going through a divorce, whatever. It's more about the hard launch. Like posting him with his face, like couple style right after being like, oh, I'm getting a divorce. I thought that was just such a wild move because it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'd date someone and just like not post him. Yeah. No, I mean, I I can't speak too much because I don't want to be a hypocrite. I mean, I didn't post Mr. Man until like a few months after we started dating, but I feel like um, I would be a hypocrite to be like, no, like that's weird because like we don't know exactly how long. Yeah, that's a good point. Like we don't know. It, they could have been divorced for like they could have been like separated for a very long time and she could have been seeing this guy for like over six months. Like, we don't actually. Know. Yeah. So but like I just think about like how that must feel for Graham to see. Like I just like yeah. feel bad. Yeah. Well, that but also like I, feel, I and this is why part of me like always wonders. I'm like, do they check these like snark pages and stuff? Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't care what people have to say about them. Like, maybe there are some people out there that genuinely just do not care. Because I feel like my first thought would be like, oh, no, I'm not going to hard launch this guy because I just know I'm going to get attacked on Christmas and I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Some people just must not care. It, so, it's just confusing to me because and maybe this is why, but like, to my understanding, Alex and Graham are on good terms. They split amicably. Like, right. There wasn't really any drama that she told us and I feel like in the episode like she she was she seemed vulnerable she seemed honest obviously like I don't know if like I just have to take her word for it but like I think they wanted different things and I think that's why they divorced like he didn't want to live in New York she didn't want to move back to Oklahoma yeah like obviously he's running this massive empire like he can't be in New York and I think like maybe things fizzled out I mean I knew their marriage was over the second like the Christmas prior like I'm not gonna go into it but like 
that he was doing like 30 days or 25 days of like naughty presents. And I was like, okay, like why? Like that's just like a telltale sign that like your marriage isn't doing great if like you're doing that and you're posting it on the internet for the world yeah. to see. Like I knew then last Christmas, not this past Christmas, the Christmas prior, I was okay. like, okay, trouble in paradise. It was, it was weird vibes, but I just, maybe that's why she's posting because she doesn't care because, you know, they split amicably and like no hard yeah, feelings. Where it's like, whatever. No, I totally get that. I respect it. Um, okay. And then Alex Earl, we haven't talked about her in a little while, but she did release an episode called The Tea of 23, where she talks about the Sophia and Braxton thing. Honestly, like, I feel like we've talked about this so many times. I don't want to continue to beat a dead horse, but just really quickly, I do think this is interesting because. Maybe Alex has never put out her own specific podcast episode directly talking about, you know, what happened between Braxton and Sophia and her and if there was cheating and, like, if she's a homewrecker, et cetera. But she was asked by Alex Cooper about it mm -hmm. on an episode that they did. And there were so much drama that happened behind the scenes with stuff that Sophia posted and the receipts that she posted and things that Braxton posted, et cetera. So all of us kind of know the story. I almost feel like she deliberately posted this to kind of be like, let me tell my side. Let me get people on my side. Let me realize that like, let me make people realize that he didn't cheat, that, you know, I'm a good girl, that I'm not a homewrecker and all this stuff. But I almost feel like it kind of backfired. Okay, so, <laughs> I mean, to no one's surprise, like I obviously was listening with like a fine tooth comb. I was yeah. like, hmm, hmm, you said that after the Super Bowl weekend – when you met him, when she admitted that they met Super Bowl weekend, yeah. which is the weekend that Sophia claims that he cheated on her with, that he left you to fly back to wherever the hell Sophia was, whether that was LA, New, New York, York, wherever New York. it was. Where they he left together. Miami to fly back to New York to talk to Sophia about Alex Earl because he needed to tie up loose ends. Right. She, she specifically said... He was tying up loose ends or he something. He was like, and I I'm like, need to, like, I need to tie up loose ends and also, like... So were they broken up or not? Like, like the, way she, the way she tried, the way that Alex tried to make it sound like was he was, like, already in the process of going through a breakup. He met Alex, fell in love with her, and was like, you know what? I need to, like, officially, like, cut ties with my girlfriend because I like you so much and, like, I want to do the right thing. Like, she tried to make it sound like it was this whole, like, they were already over... But he just really wanted to be, like, the best guy and really do the right thing. And as soon as he met Alex, he just needed to, to like, make sure Sophia knew that, like, give her the closure that she needed to be, like, it's yeah. never going to happen between us. But made it sound like they already weren't fully together, but he just needed to, like, officially tell Sophia it's it's never going to happen. Yeah. But, like, to your point, Sophia literally said that was the weekend that he cheated on her. Mm -hmm. And she he said also, that they didn't even kiss, though. It's not like he was, like, rushing, like, okay, so— the tying up loose ends, he rushed back and like ended up skipping the Super Bowl to go see Sophia, which is very much like uh, someone who got caught doing something sketchy and like he rushed back to see his girlfriend and be like, oh my gosh, like I, I nothing happened, blah, 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 blah. Like that's what it looks like is that he got caught cheating and he had to like fly back to New York unexpectedly to try to convince Sophia that he didn't do anything wrong. Like that's yeah. probably what actually happened. And I don't know, the whole like, oh, nothing happened between us, like story, like I don't... I don't, I just like truly don't buy, but it's interesting because I almost feel like she put this out to really like be like, finally, after all this time, like I'm coming, I'm coming in and I'm telling my version and like, you're, you guys are going to realize that 
nothing sketchy did happen. But I almost feel like her story, there was so many weird, like, like you could Loose tell, ends. you could tell that they spent so long trying to concoct the story and make everything make sense. But it almost made it way more sketchier. confusing. Yes. Yeah. Like it made things way sketchy. Like I have questions. Just, things just don't add up. Like you don't meet a girl, like you're, you're, you and your girlfriend just broke up. And like maybe there's a potential of getting back together, but you're broken up. You meet a girl at a Super Bowl party. You don't fly. If you home. were, if you weren't guilty, you wouldn't fly. You don't home. fly home and be like, you know, to, to tie up loose ends. It's like no, you fly home because you got caught cheating. And it just seemed and like honestly, if Alex is like, you know what, I met this guy and I didn't fully know his relationship status, but I would I have respected really, her. Way I just more. really liked him and he was a professional athlete. And like I, I really didn't know. And I'm like maybe I messed up. I don't honestly respect that a little bit more, yeah. but. She she tried so hard to make it sound like everyone was so innocent. And Sophia also posted receipts too. So I think her she shouldn't have brought it up because people were not talking about it for a while. We've been over it. Everyone I was, was just all, starting to like them as a couple. Everyone was all obsessed with NFL man. And as soon as she released this episode, now everyone is now going back and they're like, this is sketchy. Something's off. Like it's doth protest too much. So I feel like she should have just said nothing. Like you gotta take the Ar- Ariana Grande approach. Ariana Grande went ghost for about six months. People were like calling her a homewrecker. People were freaking out, slut shaming, etc. Doesn't say a word, doesn't open up, doesn't say, here's my side of the story, stays silent. Six months later, posts a picture of her with a big ponytail in a, in a recording studio. And everyone's like, oh my God, Ari, we love you. Thank you yeah. for giving us a new album. Like not saying she's in the right, but that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think after this episode, after the tea of 2023, I think right now my conclusion is I don't think Alex Earl is a homewrecker. Yeah. I think Braxton wasn't honest with Alex. And I think Sophia was still under the impression that, you know, Maybe they weren't 100% together. I don't think they were 100% broken up, though. No. I think there's a gray area, or there was. And I I think it's one of those things where, you know, Alex Earl fans are diehard fans. They're going to believe what they want to believe. They're not going to read between the lines. And those those of us with a brain can read between the lines. Yeah. And and that's that. Yeah. They're definitely, the relationship was rocky. There's a reason they weren't together that weekend for the Super Bowl. Anyways, and it's like... Yeah, I think that he probably was just honestly probably over it with his girlfriend and was out and met someone else. And it was easier for him to leave once he found someone else than it was to leave when he realized that it was over. Which is really unfortunate, but it's like the case for so many people. Like I feel like there's so many people that they're in a relationship. Maybe they don't love the person anymore, but they wait until they meet someone else until they feel like they have the courage to leave versus just like leaving and doing the right thing. So I don't know. Does that make him a serial cheater? I don't know. Does that make Alex a bad person? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't really think it was fully her responsibility, but I think it was a shitty situation. Um, and I mean, in the end of the day, he's a professional athlete. Like that's just what they do. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Wrong. Speaking of, um, you know, 2023. So I feel like I have been seeing so many of these TikToks where it's like the in and outs of 2024. Like, oh yeah. Which, it's a little, It's it does give a slightly middle school vibes of like what we used to this do. It's like this in. is in and this yeah. is out. But it's also kind of fun. So I feel like, and for those of you that don't know, like uh, mostly influencers, but like I guess anyone will post on TikTok right around this time of the year and talk about like the in, like things that are in 
that are going to be like, you know, popular in 2024 and then things are going to be out. So it could be like literal physical things or like trends yes. or like, so it could be anything. It's very interesting. Cause I was like going through when I was trying, I've like been seeing so many influencers post these. I do think it's somewhat interesting to know the way that their brains for work because they're typically the ones that are starting the trends. And then right. a lot of us will follow along. So there are so many similarities that I'm noticing and kind of the direction that things have been heading anyways. And I'm like, wow, have I been doing this because I like it or have I been doing it because it's slowly becoming become a trend and I'm just kind of going with the flow? Like, it's hard to know. But a lot of the ones that I've been seeing are like for ins is like, you know, more, you know, long walks, less, um, you know, high, high intensity, intensity yeah. cardio or like less like intense running and things like that. So like hot girl walks are in intense cardio is out or like Pilates is in cardio is out. Um, I'm seeing what's in is more, you know, natural makeup. So I feel like think like Hailey Bieber, like maybe just a little concealer, some like mascara, et cetera out is like super intense, like heavy duty makeup. Um, you know, less like I'm seeing like lip filler being out, BBLs being out, like super long nails being out and more of a vibe towards like shorter, classier nails and, you know, more natural looking, I guess, you, like I, I want to say natural looking body types because body types are all different, but maybe like less intense, like obvious plastic surgery. Right. Um, I still think lip filler is going to be a thing, but like the less intense, like, like overly like pouty lips and more like subtle lips, less intense Botox, things like that. I feel like that is a lot of what I'm seeing um, girls pose. And then also just like, you know, more bows, like soft girl era, things like that. Um, more like natural. Like, so if you're, I think like myself, I'm naturally extremely pasty and I'm always have, I always have a spray tan. It's like embracing, you know, maybe if you're pale in the winter, that's okay. Like less spray tans, less fake looking type things is kind of what I've been seeing. I don't know if that's what you've been seeing too. Yes. And I'm so glad because I am a sad excuse for a girl sometimes. Like I am rocking no nail polish right now. Haven't gotten a manicure in over a month. Like literally went on the Montreal trip with no nails done. And I was like, who am I? Haven't done a spray tan in probably close to a year. And, you know, I just I'm I'm a I'm high maintenance and low maintenance at the same time. Yes. I feel like it's the era of like I can't even say low maintenance, but like, kind of. I know what you mean. You it's know, like high maintenance, low maintenance vibes. I like totally I'm so lazy, but at the same time, I want to look put together, but I don't want to look too like I don't want to look put together, but I want to be put together. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get that. It makes sense. Um, I have a our friend Janine is like very. She's always goes for like the very tasteful look, and she's like, you know what? I try not to follow the trends because if you just like, she's like, if I I know if I do my you know, like a nice, like classy manicure. And I do like this, you know, my makeup a certain way that always looks like tasteful. It's always going to be in style. Cause like the, I feel like a lot of like the very, very overly trendy things do go in and out so oh, quickly. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like you can't go wrong if you do that, but it is interesting. I was like noticing so many of the, um, you know, influencers posting that they were just like, I feel like people are very over like the really intense like soapy brows and the really intense like fake eyelashes that like touch your eyebrows and like <laughs> all these things and they're like I'm going for a more natural look I think it's hilarious because a lot of what people are considering natural is not natural like it's I get like oh you want to look natural but like 
basically everyone wants to look naturally beautiful and look like they don't have any makeup on. But behind that natural beauty is I'm seeing girls get um, their like, like so much Botox. People are getting or their buccal fat removed. People are getting their buccal fat removed. Like I've never seen before. Like everyone has these like intense chiseled faces, which are not natural, by the way. Their eyebrows are getting either like threaded or Botox so that they literally are touching their foreheads. Like it, none of it is natural. People are on Ozempic, but like it looks natural. So people are like, oh, she's naturally pretty. Like that's the look they want to go for. But behind it is like, there's nothing about it that's natural. It's so much going under the knife. So I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I think the thing with, you know, the ins and outs TikTok, TikToks is that it it's kind of discouraging for people that like, aren't in oh like if you want to live your life a certain way I don't think you need to listen to society on what is in and what is out like yeah, that's so true it I mean this it goes deeper than just like I forget like I'm trying to think of some of the lists that I saw on TikTok I mean a big one was like like drinking less like yeah. giving up alcohol or you know reading journaling like I think these are all great things but I think like if you want to be happy if you want you know success like it it looks different on everyone and so sometimes these lists can kind of just be like all right well maybe I like my eyelashes to touch my eyebrows maybe I want to look like freaking an oompa loompa maybe I like being orange like Maybe I, you know, don't want to wear bows and I want to wear freaking <laughs> lightning bolts in my earlobes. Like, who cares? Like, yeah, live your such... life how you want. I mean, I think it can be fun. There's a reason why trends are trends because it's it's fun to participate. But yeah, ins and outlets. I think ins and outlets are out. It's kind of giving mean girls a little bit. Kind you know what like I mean? It has bit. that like, oh, if you don't succumb to what is in, then like you're not cool. You're not popular. People won't want to talk to you. People won't want to date you. Like that's kind of the vibe that I get when I see these lists. Like it's it's interesting to see what's coming and to see what's popular. But I also think that it does kind of give off the vibe of like you need to be this in order to be liked. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's oftentimes the, the same influencers that are always preaching like, be yourself, be individual, be who you are, are the same ones who are then turning around and telling girls, yeah, but you have to be like wearing bows in your hair. You have to be doing your makeup like this and you have to be like styling yourself like that or else like you're not cool. Yeah. It's so interesting. And ultimately, it's making everyone have this like desire to all look the same, all be the same. And Act I feel like same, it's actually taking away people's originality because everyone has TikTok and everyone like wants to feel like, I think we all have a desire. Like we want to fit in. Like we don't want to be the person. It brings us back to high school when you know, you're in the cafeteria and you don't have anyone to sit with and you feel mm-hmm. weird. And I remember when I first moved here from Turkey and I wore weird clothes because I was in New Hampshire and I felt so uncomfortable because I didn't own um, Birkenstocks. And it's, (laughs) I don't don't know how I got here. I'm clearly just like traumatized. (laughs) But like, there is no shittier feeling than feeling like you're not a part of something and that like everyone else is dressed a certain way or looks a certain way except for you and you just feel like an outcast. So I do think it's a little sad and I think it kind of brings up that like childhood insecurity a little bit when in reality, a lot of us are like 30 years old at this point and we need to get over it. But it's hard to when... Social media is always reminding you that, like, this is what's cool. Like, you got to do this. You got to drive this car. You got to 
You got to look like this. You got to talk like this. Matcha's in. Coffee's Matcha out. In. No, bitch. Like, if what? I don't drink coffee, I'm not going to be very nice like, to you. I'm sorry, but like. Give me my I, coffee. I need like my first three coffees like at this point are just like double espresso. Yeah. Like, don't I'm make me even, feel shit about my caffeine like, consumption. I, I need Fuck it to off. survive. Like it's not trendy. It's not cute. You know what? Oh, my. I saw one girl post for outs. It said nine to five jobs. What a what a so oh like, how delusional wait, do you have to be to really she literally wrote nine to five jobs for out oh like, so you just want our entire I'm sorry country to be freaking influencers so do you want okay good luck so with should that. we all be, be influencers good like how that. honestly out of touch of a thing to say is like okay <laughs> like well i'm an influencer and i work and i don't work in 95 so like it's a it's like out i'm like okay so the people at starbucks are you know pouring your stupid matcha lattes like should they quit their job because 95s are out should we all just quit our jobs like some people need to keep the lights on around here i'm just that was in my mind so distasteful and like in my mind also out of touch and convinced me why I never want to leave a full-time job <laughs> to be an, like nothing against them but I'm just like I couldn't imagine living in a world where like you could say something like that and not realize like how out of touch and like messed up that is to say to people yeah just like, like everyone needs, quit your 95 jobs because like it's that's out and that's not there cool. needs to be more context to that like are you asking for more workplace flexibility like do you want to work eight to four or ten to six yeah or are you fine. saying that you know nine to five corporate America is wrong it's because it's literally what makes it's, the world go around it's out so. it's out <laughs> <laughs> you're out like what that was oh. ridiculous oh my gosh so funny the other major thing I was seeing was to your point about the drinking yeah I feel like more than ever before everyone is doing dry January like everyone's like drinking yeah. less I do think that the drinking less trend has been very very like growing in popularity I would say over the last like what did you say like year and a half two years yeah, probably ever since the pandemic, honestly. I mean, obviously, yeah. there are people during the pandemic that probably drank more than they used to to cope with what was going on. But I think yes. there's also a lot of people that Including didn't. Yeah. yeah, like took it as an opportunity to, you know. Work on themselves. Work on themselves. Yeah, yeah whatever. And so I think when the pandemic kind of loosened up, I think people kind of realized like what's important to them. And like, oh, like I actually don't need alcohol to have fun. That's like, so true. I, but I'm not shitting on your alcohol consumption, whether you want to drink or not. I don't care. It doesn't matter yeah. to me. But I do think that there is a silent, you know, movement of, you know, you don't have to drink to have fun. And no, you don't. I think it's very interesting because, and maybe it is partially you and I getting older. So people yeah. that are, you know, 28 or more inclined to maybe be, sober curious or at least like you know cut back on drinking versus like people that are 23 yeah or 24 so that could be part of it but I will say even for people that are like 22 and 20 like people who are in college or just graduated I feel like I see a lot of people that are opting for you know getting up earlier in the morning like drinking a little bit less like even college kids are like le living somewhat of a cleaner lifestyle which I do think is like a I think is like obviously a productive thing because alcohol just it's not great for you. Um, but obviously no judgment like for how much you drink. But I think that I don't know I, I go through phases where I drink more. I drink less. I I just thought it was interesting because I've seen so many people that like almost everyone I work with is doing dry January. Really? Now, I don't know if that is because they went way too hard in December mm -hmm. <laughs> or if that's just like the vibe now. But I thought that was interesting. And I'm like wondering if that will continue to be. Like more and more popular is people going towards like a 
maybe more like sober curious lifestyle where they're not like fully over drinking, but they're like cutting way back. Yeah. I think, you know, it's definitely a sensitive topic for some. I think me personally, you, you know me, like, I don't know the last time I was actually drunk. Like I, I will sometimes get tipsy, but I snap out of it really quickly. I don't know. It's like, it's a cool talent I have. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. you do. You'll have like two drinks and you'll be tipsy. And then 20 minutes later, you'll be sober. You've always been like that. Yeah. Like like, I don't remember the last time I was actually drunk, drunk, but you know, for me, like there was a time in my life when I I would drink to get drunk. And now like I'm more so drinking because I like the taste of a nice cocktail. Like, like for example, like in Montreal, like I remember we were at this like dive bar and like there are times when like, like no offense to dive bars, but they can't make a good cocktail. And like, I'm like, well, I'm not just going to drink a tequila soda because everyone else is like, yeah, like I'm just not going to do it. To I'm feel just not cool. going to do it yeah. to feel cool. Like I, I'm perfectly fine being the only one not drinking. Like it doesn't bother me. I'll save my calories and my liver for something that it actually tastes good. Like, and that's yeah. a nice cocktail. Yeah. And so if I want to have a cocktail, a nice cocktail with dinner, like I'm not going to feel bad about it, but it's just like, it's, a, it, I'm just in a different era in my life where it's like, yeah. I, I don't need, I don't, I just don't care to get drunk. Like I just, I throw up. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> my stomach can't handle it. That's a great point. But that's a me thing. I think for me it was, it was definitely the anxiety. I think that yeah. was, that was Hang- a, anxiety. Yeah. The anxiety. Like, and honestly, like I wouldn't even say that I was ever, I definitely drank a lot more than I do today. Um, for sure. But I was never someone that would like drink, um, you know, four times a week or anything like that. It was more so like when I would drink, I feel like I was so bad at like knowing what my tolerance was. I could even have like two or three drinks. I wake up in the morning with like such bad anxiety and just like wouldn't feel great, foggy. And it the older I got, the, the longer it started to affect me. So I felt like by the time I was like 20, you know, six, it's like I would have a night where I'd have like, let's say three or four drinks. And I felt like I would feel like so foggy and kind of out of it for two or three days. Like it would just start to affect my life. And it would, that would give me such anxiety because I was like, okay, the next day I'd feel like a you know piece of shit. I'd be sitting on my couch watching TV all day, not getting anything done. The day after that, I felt like kind of out of it still. And I was like, I just feel like it's not worth it to always feel like this. Um, and then you kind of get into like a weird stage where you're like, you know, you want, you don't want to be hungover. So you'll have like another drink. And I feel like that's obviously not a direction you want to go in either. So now I think we've talked about this before. It's a cool feeling when you realize like, all right, like I don't have to feel anxious. I don't need to be like drinking as much, but also like I can still have just as much fun. Like even on New Year's Eve, like I was up till, I don't know, like three or four in the morning. Sober. And yeah. it's like, I think I had, you know, maybe like two drinks and I had a blast. It was so much fun. Like I can still have just as much fun. And I feel like for a very long time, I genuinely believed that I couldn't have fun if I wasn't drinking and that people wouldn't think I was fun if I wasn't drinking. And it was like I genuinely an insecurity of mine. And now that I've realized, I'm like, no, Shannon, like people still want to be friends with you even if you're not drunk, which is crazy like to say that out loud. But I think that's deep down how I felt. So no, it's definitely an interesting journey, but it's also, again, like no ju- judgment. Like I think everyone has different walks, different. I have some friends who are like, no, like I can have three or four drinks, like I feel fine. Like I operate well like this and that's great. So I don't think it really matters, but I do think it's good because I think for a very long time there was a stigma of like, oh, if you don't drink, that's weird. Like my sister stopped drinking and it's like, I think she's the coolest person I know. Like I'm so proud of her, you know what I mean? And she still has just as much fun. So I do think that whatever, um, like whatever you deem is in or out for yourself to your point, mm-hmm. 
cool, go for it. It doesn't have to be what like some influencer tells you is cool. Yeah. And why do we, we're in like a generation of oversharing. I'm like, why do we have to share everything? Yeah. Why? Yeah, that's so really keep, good. Keep some things like to yourself. Maybe just keep some things to yourself, especially if it's like the same thing that five other people just said. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, on that note, that's all we have for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard and you want to keep up with Gail and Shannon, follow us on Instagram. I was Instagram. like, are you going to say keep up with the Kardashians? I was just so confused <laughs> for a second. It was like a different vibe than usual. Different vibe. If you want to keep up with the Kardashians, follow us on Instagram. It's at drinksafterwork underscore. Follow us over on the TikTok. Um, it's at drinksafterwork. No, no underscore. underscore. And if you're a girl in the Boston area looking to make new friends, looking for recommendations on things to do, where to go, all the cool places, Join our private Facebook group. It is linked in our IG bio. Love you guys so much. Happy New Year. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.